Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we are covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS from May the 23rd, 1992. What a month's just flying by. If you're listening on YouTube, hit the subscribe button and please hit the thumbs up icon as well. It helps greatly. It also helps Harper from being so salty because he gets mad when you don't do that. And uh, Twitter's a pile of crap these days, and unless you pay for the blue check, your tweets don't get seen. So help us out. Go to Twitter. Retweet the show when I post them there. Doc, let me welcome you in. It's just you and I this week. Uh, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm blessed and, and doing well as always. Now, um, it is. I, I'm so confused. We're in May of 1992, but we're in 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 shoot life. We're in October of 2023. This shit may not come out till December of 2023. I don't know what we're doing. This will be out um, November eighth and 9th. Okay, so um, so we're 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 several weeks ahead. I mean, we're twenty days ahead. We have some things coming up in the holiday season, and some travel plans, and some things we're accommodating the menace like we always do. And so Bruh. we're trying to. We have to. Here's the thing: the show always comes out, so we're always making sure that we are ready to deliver when it's time to deliver. That's our that's our mission statement right there. Well, that and calling it down the middle and circle circle dot dot and come on what we have a lot of mission statements we have a lot of missions to get out there and state on now uh man the cowboys have a bye this week i don't know who we're playing when this comes out i'm just gonna assume and i think rightfully so we're gonna win a few games between now and when this comes out i expect that by the time people's ears get to listen to this the dallas cowboys will be uh doing well and just fine uh, the script will have them uh, in a good spot to um, carry on the rest of the season. The NBA season will have started. Luke will be averaging 40 points a game. Kyrie will believe in the, the round earth instead of the flat earth. And boy, I don't know, it's getting sketchy in real life over here, but uh, the Rangers will have figured out a way to put the Astros away and uh, will have won the World Series. I don't know. Um, that That's where I'm at. But you're still laying in the hole. Everything is a work, so you're going to quit watching sports, I think. Oh, no, I watch it. It's just you you don't have the emotional investment anymore after you realize none of it's real. Okay. I mean, just look. This By the time this airs, you know, let's just take baseball, for example. 
they couldn't let the by the time you know they just played game four the rangers and astros they couldn't let it get beyond like once the rangers were up 2-0 it was inevitable that it was going to be 2-2 also look at the other series they just had game three by the time this airs and the world series will be over but they weren't going to let the diamondbacks slide down 3-0 it's all it's it's all the work man none of it's real hey so part <laughs> i'm of gonna get is, hate mail i get so much well, hate mail from my belief on sports being a work well and it is frustrating sometimes because i can suspend my belief my disbelief and, and and have fun with it um here's another thing to consider and when you talk about um, some, why something's at work, we always say follow the money, right? Where's the money in a flat earth? Where's the money in keeping everybody divided? Oh, now we're starting to draw a money train together. All right, so let's talk about that. I heard on the radio that um, the economic boon to the Metroplex, the surrounding areas of the ballpark, is in the millions for each home game we have. You're talking about for Economic baseball or? People, yeah, for the baseball. Okay. So every time okay. we play an extra game, that's more people eating at restaurants and, and bringing money into and spending money. Well, that's a, that's a reason to want to lengthen these series. Um, I, you know, if, if, if I'm a network and I'm paying millions and billions of dollars for these sports, I don't want it to end. I want to get my full return on my investment. <laughs> I want the maximum games I can get so that it's per game cost goes down on my spreadsheet. You know what I'm saying? You know, a person who doesn't believe in that would sit there and tell you, though, that, okay, well, what happened in the wild card um, when the Rangers <coughs> swept the wild card and then the division when they swept that and they only got one game? I, oh. I think people like you and me and Harper would say, the bookers decided a better story was a Texas shootout between Houston and Texas. Right. So they, the bookers decided, okay, we'll just that Baltimore and Ranger series, whatever. It's, Baltimore we'll just, we'll won just, the most games in the American league. And I honestly, for a shoot, didn't know one player on their team before that series started. <laughs> That's because you're not a real baseball fan. Come on. Let's, let's be real. But I'm a sports fan. And I know that, you know, I know big names and I, I, I big time sports and stuff. I'm just saying. Okay. I mean, Tampa couldn't fill their stadium for the playoff games. You think that they're going to get behind them? The well, league? I'm I'm not trying to take up for Tampa, but having it in the middle of the day during the work and school day is not necessarily a recipe for filling a freaking stadium. Okay. I got you. It is. But it again, is I'm not a Rays fan. I'm just yeah, like. Basic common sense will tell you that. So I, I haven't listened to all of it, but I, I was listening this morning, actually, as of us recording this to to the Thunderbolt Patterson if episode you move. of Briscoe and Bradshaw. And I got about halfway through it or so. It's a little over an hour. And and I wanted to come on here and make a joke so that our friend um, Ducky Bozard out there who's listening to the show could get uh, could get a <laughs> chuckle and he can swerve <laughs> off the road. And but it, and it, the podcast dropped like probably two months ago now with him on it, maybe a little longer. It's finally got around to hit play on. It. But anyway, so um, but Thunderbolt Patterson is interesting. You know, he talks about his beginnings and whatnot. But one of the things he mentions is when 
him and Briscoe became a tag team. So they became a tag team, I guess, right around the time of um, uh, desegregation in the in the South. And the way they positioned it is they were like one of, if not the first, like white, black tag teams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this until listening to it. Evidently, Gerald Briscoe met his wife through Thunderbolt Patterson. And Thunderbolt Patterson, uh, they actually, I guess they were babyface, they were babyface tag team. Thunderbolt Patterson, actually him and Briscoe through, I just find this fascinating, so bear with me, through his wife. His wife was a teacher in North Carolina. When she was a teacher, they went to like the, you know, one of the most recently segregated, uh, desegregated schools to like make an appearance. And it fascinates me because like that was in a time where, okay, one, you had a black and white man as a tag team and two, which was very new. And I mean, as crazy as it sounds now, that was weird. That was not common. It was unheard of type stuff. Ebony so, and but then that they went, and, they went and spoke, you know, made an appearance at a recently, a school that was recently desegregated. And I, I just find all that like fascinating. So while I, while I wanted to come on here and and just say, man, you know, I listened to the Thunderbolt Patterson episode of Briscoe and Bradshaw, and I heard "If You Move" six hundred times in the course of an hour, and then I heard him say, "Call somebody, tell somebody." Oh, Ole, I'm full up to here. While I wanted to make a joke about that, I just wanted to recommend people go listen to Thunderbolt Patterson tell kind of his story and his story with Briscoe because I think it's I think it's pretty good it was just very interesting just to hear them talk about that time and era and they're still alive so they're speaking firsthand about this and Briscoe popped me because he would talk about when he would make the hot tag to Thunderbolt and he's like oh man nobody could come nobody could how did he say it nobody could get in there and be on fire man nobody could pop the people like thunderbolt and it's sad because when we see him in in wcw in the late 80s early 90s like bolt's just old man and he's incoherent on these promos but there was a time when he was a young man and the fans loved him and they got behind him as a black man in the south and there's something to be said for that so anyway it's i just enjoyed it did you listen to the thunderbolt patterson episode uh no i, I think it's worth the listen man I, okay I really I'll, I'll i'll hit the download button and the subscribe button and all that and uh, give that a listen i so that's one of those that i listen to sporadically but when they have the right guest on and i have time it's it's a good listen usually like when Bill Watts was on and you wanted to hear him preach about God so you could kick him in the shins? You, no, you, you, you to told one. me to go back and listen to that so that I could do all that stuff and get ready and get my shotgun loaded. <laughs> um, you know, but... Bolt. I, I, you know, it's one of those things, and I will speak on this part of the race discussion. You know, a few years ago, I got some sort of literature from somebody and they were celebrating 50 years of being integrated 
I remember turning to somebody and being like, man, only white people would have the guts to celebrate acting like a human for 50 years. <laughs> hey, look, we stopped being terrible humans and relatively recently celebrate us. I threw it away. I got a letter from my college <laughs> talking about we celebrate the, the, the anniversary of the integration of our university. And it was like, I was like, oh, my God. Do you ever, right. if you ever like that that stream of humor, I suggest you listen to Bill Burr. He's he's really uh, good with that. Bill Burr is hilarious because he's married to a black lady, and so he he's got some insights. You know, you know that you know he 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 is phenomenal because he starts telling these bits, and there's so much truth in it. But it's also kind of like you're not supposed to say it, but he says it because he's a comedian. So there's no walls there. You know, he just lets it fly. And his bits are hilarious. He's got one about the WNBA that mm. is the funniest shit. And mm. boy, you you can work some people mm. into a shoot because they'll take him. He's not lying, but he's being funny, and then he'll talk about his wife with it. it it's it's tremendous. The dude is hilarious. That dude so, is phenomenal. He doesn't. I mean, he's he's big, but he, I think he can get more credit than he deserves. But yeah. Well, I think by us giving him his flowers, he's gonna. Oh, definitely... stop! I have some shout outs. I gotta I gotta do that before we. Yeah, and I'm about here. ready to talk about some wrestling. I think. Yeah, so real quick, a uh, big uh, special shout-out or a big-time shout-out to our largest pitch contributors monthly, disrespectfully classy, Marky Blassie, my children, Joe Ice, good old Justin. Thank you for your generous support on Patreon each and every month uh, and basically being the sponsors of this show. Look, we don't have sponsors, so please consider becoming a patron at tinyurlcom slash Patreon. We don't have, like, business sponsors is what I'm saying. Oh, like we have Corporate yeah, sponsors, you know, private, corporate partners. We have yeah, private. We have private, 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 private sponsors. Like, uh, each one of you classy, that's a classy, patron is a shareholder. Yeah, that's how you look at it. Yeah. So uh, become a patron, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Uh, two new patrons uh, this week, Jeb B, Thomas H, thanks for signing up. Enjoy all that extra Patreon gold, including the Wrestle War 92 pay-per-view mm. that dropped last week, which was a lot of fun. One of the best, if not best, war games. You'll have to tune in to listen to it. tinyurl.com slash Patreon I caught a little heat during that, during the ranking the ranking period portion. So become a patron and, and listen to Harper actually turn on me a little bit. Yeah, it was good. Good stuff. Tiny not here today though, because he, he needs to recognize tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, a great way to support the show. Not only support the show, but get tons of extra content. And again, I say it all the time. We don't run ads on this show. It's just unfiltered wrestling talk, maybe some non wrestling talk, all that good stuff. And, um, yeah, there's no ad, so become a patron and support the show if you love it. tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Okay, Doc, how about we get into how about we get into this week's episode of Saturday Night from May the 23rd of 1992. It was taped May 11th of 92, and I will share my screen, don't worry. Let me get over to that. It was taped May 11th of 1992 at Center Stage. Hold on, I'm pulling it up for you before you start fussing thank, with me. Thank you. Yeah, there we go. Uh, night, tape May 11, 1992 at Center Stage. So it was taped before Wrestle War because Wrestle War took place on the 17th. The intro, we see Missy Hyatt uh, is jumping mm. 
on a trampoline. You can see what we're talking about on the Patreon video if you become a patron at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. She's jumping on a trampoline. I'm going to repeat it again. She is jumping on a trampoline. And she throws it to Jim Ross. Jim Ross says, we're going to see Dr. Death and Terry Gordy in this episode. And then he welcomes in Dave Casper, formerly of the Oakland Raiders, who now sells life insurance. And I'm not judging him because those gimmicks, as Austin used to say, keep coming in the mail and they never stop coming. So he's selling life insurance these days. Doc, any thoughts from you on the opening or opening promo we're going to see from the Dangerous Alliance along with Ricky Steamboat, Dustin Rhodes, and um, yeah, because they're going to have a match later in the show. He kind of looked, Dave Casper kind of looks like Billy uh, Bobby Eaton in the face. Oh God, don't insult Bobby Eaton like that. Well, here's the thing. So he's, uh, you got to, Dave Casper is a 6'4 tight end from Wisconsin who went to Notre Dame and played football in the seventies, who now sells life insurance. And he looks just like that profile. Yeah. Now he, really he did win a super bowl. He was a four time all first team, all pro. He was a national champion in college. He was an all American in college. He's in the pro football hall of fame. So he's not a chump, but you know, He's at this point in his life, he's more life insurance salesman than he is ex football player. So, we have a life insurance salesman out there. What are we doing? It, it goes back to the initial thought you had about you have to feed this monster being a constant rotating co host every single week. And here we are with Dave Casper, who for all of his allocate as Lex Luger would say on the football field he he does not have the personality to be commentating on wrestling he just doesn't you got to be a little bit more upbeat you got to be a little bit more excitable as over the top as like you were saying during the pay-per-view that Jesse Ventura was being Dave Casper is the exact opposite he's just it's just not it doesn't fit his personality I don't know how to say it could be a great salesman but he's not great at selling you wrestling on TV is my point uh, so I think you're on it. He was a, you know, Hall of Famer. But uh, when it comes to doing the commentary, I don't know, Doc. Uh, we did get a couple of promos. That's what I was about to get into. Ricky Steamboat, Dustin Rhodes, they talk for a minute. And then Paul Lee, Arn Anderson, uh, St- you know, Larry Zabisco all talk. It's a couple of quick promos. Things definitely look very chummy with Larry Zabisco in the promo. So we'll see what comes of Larry and the Dangerous Alliance. And as you know, they've been kind of teasing a little bit of stuff from... Larry Zabisco and some problems with the Dangerous Alliance. And then if you are a patron at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTC, you know that Larry Zabisco may have done something during Wrestle War 92 that his team didn't like. I'll leave it at that because I don't want to spoil it for those non-patrons that are going to sign up. All right, Doc, any other thoughts on the opening of the show before we go to the first match with the Steiner Brothers versus Richard Morton and Young Pistol Tracy Smothers? No, let's go to the first match, Michael. Steiners are the number one seed in the upcoming NWA World Tag Tournament. And uh, I got a got one time stamp for sure. Do you have any from this match? I don't. All right. So about the 750 mark, Rick Steiner catches Morton and then delivers a Steiner line to Smothers. Mm. Uh, so you're going to see it here in a second if I wrote it down right because a lot of times I'll miss it. But here it comes. So Ricky shoots off Rick Steiner. Drop down, catches Morton in the air, slams him, and then Tracy comes in and t- takes a Steiner line. Ricky Morton takes a fist. 
And then the heels powder out. There's your two baby two baby face stars in Smoky Mountain coming My up in not note, too long. Put this in Smoky Mountain and see who wins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they don't go too long. You said you don't have did you have anything from it though? Um Man, as I say. I, I could see Morton Smothers being like, now fellas, this ain't real wrestling. I mean, y'all y'all ain't even working. Cause you know Tracy and Ricky are two workers workers. Well, I, I, I can tell you from experience, Ricky Morton is one of the lightest goddamn people you'll ever you would ever be in the ring with. I mean you you don't Right. So I have you a don't even feel him when he punches you. It's <clears throat> you so feel nothing. He's light as a feather, let me put it like that. Here's my note in the moment. I bet Tracy is double tough in real life, but he looks like working with him would be a night off. Yeah, I, th- I would agree with you. I, I think um, he was a tough old boy, but in the ring, it's a night off. In the ring with Morton's a night off, for sure. And I had Tracy in that, not Ricky. No, I know, but I'm saying, I don't know how tough of a, in, outside of the ring, Ricky Morton would be, but definitely he's light. But I, yeah, I think you're right about Tracy. Tough son of a gun, light in the ring. Okay, so my note on this is, man, coming off of Wrestle War, we talked about that there. The Steiners are just great. Yeah. But I do believe that Tracy and Ricky deserve better. They deserve better. They're about to find it in the hills of Tennessee. <laughs> they are about to find it in the hills of Tennessee. They'll make more money selling gimmicks than they would getting paid to wrestle, but yes. Uh, the finish of the match, double arm underhook powerbomb on Morton, and then the tilt-the-world slam on Smothers, and then they hit their finisher off the top rope with the top rope bulldog on Smothers for the win. Tracy eats the pin, one, two, three. I mean, it... It, it was what we pretty much expected. I don't know how else to say it. Um, All right, Doc. So Jim Ross is going to welcome in, in the next segment, DDT for an, DDT, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page for an interview. And Diamond Dallas Page yells into the mic for a few minutes before I start playing the audio that I do have from him. Uh, I am going to play some audio though in a second, but I didn't, I didn't need to hear diamond Dallas page doing all this yelling, unless you wanted to hear him yell at Dave Casper. Good God. He just, he talks for a couple minutes and he's just yelling nonstop. But then they always, says, say that, they always say back in the day he had to find his character. I think that's his character. I, I, I kind of think I, I'm on it. He did have to find his character because he, he's kind of all over the place. He's really, wild during this time so i think there is something to he had to find his character he he definitely fine-tuned it because you could see like all the yelling he's doing is just not effective but then he kind of finds it man he he settles in and by the time it's monday night war time and nitro like i didn't look at page and go "Ah, i don't like this guy yeah he, he found his character well let's get down with ddp yeah so he yells into the mic for a few minutes, like just nonstop. There was nothing there. And then Paige says, K. Allen Fry has lifted the ban on his, on being on TV. So that's big, which explains why he's here. And then he welcomes Paul Lee into the, I'm going to call it studio center stage or in the ring. Let's go to that portion of it. Now I'm going to play this. You want, my man. Say anything you want to say. Well, I'll tell you what, Paulie. 
We talked about it, what we were going to do here, and I know, I know it's exactly, maybe not exactly what you wanted, but you're But that's it! See, I knew that's what you were going to say, because that's how we worked it out on the phone. This man has put together a highlight film of the Dangerous Alliance like you would like. No, no, not exactly, not exactly. All right, you put together a highlight film of the United States Heavyweight Champion, Ravishing. What do you mean, though? No, not, not exactly. I, but I got a feeling well, you're gonna exactly get a. Did you switch again, Paulie? Baby, let's check it out. Cause I got a feeling you're gonna get a you big a kick out of it. For me, I wanna see it right now, my man. Greg, let us go to the videotape. Let's check it out. So let me help folks out. DDP shows video of Paul Heyman paying a woman to make claims that she bangs Steamboat. So while Paul Lee thought all was about to be fun and games, it ends up being where he's exposed for paying a woman to make claims that she bangs Steamboat. Which is why DDP was talking to Steamboat a while back. Right. So Steamboat... But, but what popped me was DDP standing there laughing while it's being played. Yeah, he he he's like next level giggles and shit. He, <laughs> yeah, teeth and gums. That, was, that shit was funny. <laughs> yeah, he thought it was hilarious. And Paul Lee is like, 
bug eyed, like, are you fucking kidding me? Did you just do this? <laughs> it, it, it's 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 heel it's, on heel violence. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> boy, I, I, you, again, you got if you, you become a patron, you can literally watch it with us. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. But it's really phenomenal how it was looking like. Oh, Paulie, yeah, I'm about to, yeah, this is great. But then he gets the tables turned on him and shows it, he's exposed for being the guy who kind of started all this stuff. The Dangerous Alliance, though, they come out, though, and Steamboat, you heard his music playing. If you're listening on YouTube, it might have got cut off, the, the music. But Steamboat comes out, and he goes after Paulie, and then before you know it, Rhodes and Wyndham are out there, too. It ends up They end up all brawling. Paige, throughout the whole thing, is, is still laughing his ass off. He thinks it's hilarious. He's just, he's being Hopper right there. He threw his brick shit and, disturber. That's right. He's being a shit disturber. So, I thought this was a great segment because it kind of clears. You know, maybe Bonnie Steamboat now can realize. Okay, I shouldn't work myself into a shoot over this, uh, and it's fine. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, good stuff. So Steamboat apparently isn't clear. Is in the clear now. He's not sleeping with other women. We've we've he's been. Uh, they exposed he's the only Paulie wrestler in the territory up. that's following his marital vows. Yeah, he's the only wrestler in the territory who praises God and doesn't commit adultery. Uh, maybe or maybe not, allegedly. Doc, let's continue because I got another promo to play from you or for you. Mm. Sting comes out, and uh, I got to play it because my buddy Everett Starr out there is going to laugh at the end of it. Here it is. You know, I remember when Big Van Vader came to WCW. He looked in the camera and he said, I'm going to beat you up. And he was talking about a kid that he was getting ready to wrestle. I'm going to break you in half. I'm going to hurt you. And he did just that. Then one day, he looked in the camera and he said, Sting, I want you. Sting, I'm going to take you to the school of pain. Sting, I am going to hurt you. Sting, I'm going to break you in half. And pretty much, Big Van Vader did just that. Yeah, Van Vader, you hurt me. You broke a rib. You put me out almost. You did hurt me, and once again, you did what you said you were going to do. And now, you're looking in the camera and you're saying, not only do I want you, Sting, but I want that world title this time. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, I should take this belt and I should just hand it over to Big Van Vader. Because you do what you say you're going to do. But then again, maybe... Maybe Sting should just be Sting, and maybe Sting should just beat on his chest a little bit, look at you in the eye, Van Vader, and tell you, this time, you crossed the line. You know why? The thought of the belt on your waist is enough to make me sick. Sick enough to say, not a chance, you're not taking it, I'm the world champion, and it's going to stay that way for a long, long Here time. And one last thing, Van Vader. Oh, I feel so good. <laughs> he was talking so low and monotone, and then it raised up a notch, and we got to scream at the end, and that's why I wanted to play it for you, because I knew you'd love Sting's very coherent promo right there. I'll be honest. it's It was more coherent than most, and at least it stayed on topic. The only thing that here here's my criticism of that promo, other than the squeal, is he 
He's like, I'm good. I'm feeling good. Should he be feeling good going into a match with Vader, or should he still be like, man, we don't know if he can if he can overcome this? Because I mean, I mean, how do you overcome Vader? Meanwhile, well, no, he's going, no, 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 I feel good. I mean, no, I know he, I'm I'm booked to win. So what's the problem? No, he he's he. No, you don't know he, that. Don't 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 defend him. No, he's the baby face. He should he should be like that. He should feel confident. So he shouldn't be in any peril here going into this match. He against a big weakness. Mastodon warrior, he's just ready to go because he's Sting. He can't show weakness, so he's gotta he's gotta Get the sound fuck like that. Out of here. He's got to, Doc. He can't come out there and be lame duck. Uh, yeah, maybe I might win. He's gotta he's what he said right there, there's nothing wrong with it. The howl at the end is why I laugh, but it's fine. No, I disagree. Okay. Well, you're you, you're wrong. He's got to overcome the odds. What odds? He feels great going in. There are no odds. The crazy thing that he's going to do before that is the fact that he's he's going to face Cactus Jack in another pay-per-view before he battles Vader, which is the insanity of When him. are they going to make again, this White Castle movie? What are you talking about? White Castle of Fear? Bro, I don't know what you're talking about, man. They make some movie on a beach and blow up some boat. I've always heard about it, but I've oh, never yeah, watched yeah. it. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, me either. Dark Fear. I've always heard about it, but it didn't sound interesting enough to go watch, so I'm going to wait and shit on it here. Right. Well, while you're shitting on it, we just watched the Super Invader defeat Steve Pritchard and Larry Santo with uh, two power bombs, and that was that. Any thoughts, Doc? Not one single thought. Poor Hercules. All right. Poor Hercules? Yeah. Well, poor gimmick, but I don't know. Yeah, that's what I mean. Poor Ray. We We then go to the next segment, which is Eric Bischoff and Lance Russell with a countdown to NWA tag tournament segment. So let me talk about this for a second. Lance Russell says the tournament will begin at the next Clash of the Champions. And the quarterfinals, semis, and the final will take place at the Great American Bash pay-per-view. They kind of switch it up a little bit, but that's the basic format you think, of it. You think Lance Russell was looking at, at Bischoff and being like, I liked it a lot better when you were fluffing Vern in Minneapolis? No, only because like Lance no. Russell is, from all accounts, just a really good human being, and he oh. probably looks at the positives of everyone, unlike you, who focuses on all the negatives. All the negatives, and there's so many for everyone. Right. Everyone ha- needs right. a development plan. Right. So I think Lance Russell was just at his age here, which, Doc, look up how old he is, because I bet you he's not as old as we think he is right Bro, here. That's going to be depressing as all hell, and I, I'm <laughs> on it, but I don't want to be, because I don't want the answer here. All right, so look that up, and then I'll narrate the rest of what goes on here because they talk about the the tournament, and then the Steiners cut a pr- quick promo where Rick says he can't pronounce his opponent's name, and then Bischoff says the Puerto Rican government evidently has banned Bruh. any footage. How old was he right there? No. Who's the Puerto Rican government? <laughs> That's our government. Let me keep going because – because although Puerto Rico is not a state, it is it is technically a part of the U.S. It's a territory. Oh. The Puerto Rican government has banned any footage from leaving Puerto Rico in an attempt to avoid allowing their opponents to prepare by watching film. 
<laughs> I'm pretty and sure my head us. like deflated on that when that when I heard that and it went in my ear and I went, what did he say? My head just deflated like a basketball. And most of us would have eaten that shit up in 1992. And Hell, Rick's some people there, are still eating it up today. Rick had some sensitivity training that he forgot because he's like, I'm not even going to try to say their names. Yeah. So, um, anyway, we. Yeah, how old is he? This is good. This is this is good. He's 66 right there. That's still not that far away from where we're at. Uh, I would have given 80, but that wouldn't have been possible being that he just died not that long ago, several years back. But, um, wow. All right. It, we continue. We also see footage of Dr. Death and Steve Gordy, who will be in the tournament. And um, it's a pretty long segment. I, that's why I didn't play the whole thing. We'd have been listening to it for about eight minutes. Any thoughts, Doc of uh, no, I'm, I'm, here? I'm ready for some Gordy and, and Dr. Death. That sounds like good a good idea. So maybe we should just, you know, drop some bombs from Freebird Mountain and get on over to the ring. Yeah, remember that from Smoky Mountain with his first promo in Smoky Mountain. He's talking about the bombs falling from Freebird Mountain. It's good stuff. Yep. So, yeah, that whole segment was to promote, obviously, the, the upcoming tournament, which, ironically, as we record this right now, that clash has been recorded already. Uh, with what? Mike Crockett, even though we're months away from it. No, no, yeah. no. You hit you hit a race on that and get real talent into the booth. The next match is Dr. Death Steve Williams and Terry Gordy versus Joey Mags and Terry Bronson. Now, these two are making their first appearance together as a team on Saturday night. I say together as a team specifically. They've been on Saturday night before, both of them, obviously. But as a team, this is their first appearance together uh, they look really good they're in great shape both of them phenomenal shape they look great i've actually think i've seen dr death a little bit more cut but terry gordy you he 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 lost the baby for him fat. for him he's 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 trim for him because you can you know there's times in world class uh you can see the the, the pudginess on him even though he wasn't fat he, he definitely was bigger than he is here uh, in terms of girth, but he looks good. Doc, any thoughts on this? Uh, the the Gordy and Williams do the Road Warrior entrance and just hop on these these uh, gentlemen wrestlers. Um, the one thing I don't like about this match is they kept making repeated pen attempts, and I would have just said keep beating on them and pen them to get over their execution, but that's a small nit in the in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, because it was weird. Like they they did the road warrior thing that you're talking about, but then the match goes like six minutes. Now the other guys didn't get offense, but it was like the match was long. I almost wanted them to come in here and just again. We're being right. Analytical we we got to talk about something, and we got to have an opinion, or or yeah. you know, there's nothing. I thought they'd come in and just beat the living shit out of them, but they didn't. Like it, I mean, they did, but it was a but it was a lengthy beatdown. And so, um, the other thing is we hear during the course of this match from JR that the, the, that we may get, um, Gordian Williams versus the Steiners in 
the second round of this tournament that I'm not going to be uh, banned from watching is what it sounds like. No, you can watch uh, it. It's just been recorded. Uh, sir, do you think I'm going to watch 35-year-old wrestling that I'm not going to talk about? If you, if you, let me tell you, watch that match from it. Okay. Well, you know how much uh, my recent sabbatical where I did the, the uh, set up the youth hostel in Eastern Europe uh, do you know how much of our product I watched? All of it. That's true. I did. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> the other thing that I wanted to ask you is, are Gordy and Williams baby faces? It's weird because... Because JR is blowing them in this match. Yeah, I think he, he does the job. he does a job of like putting them over so much. And I get it. He's got to build them up. He can't knock them down. But the Steiners are the baby faces if you're talking about matches with them. But it's it's a very odd thing because you're you're thinking of them maybe as heels because of the Steiners. But you know we're also getting to that era where you can technically have two baby face teams. So okay. They do win. Dr. Death does the stampede where he picks the guy up in like a body slam move and goes corner to corner before he hits him with a power slam. And Dr. Death and Gordy win by pin. Did you have any other thoughts on the match, Doc, before I continue with no, the No, I'm ready to see these two big bastards get it on. Yeah, so they actually have a couple of matches. One is on the Clash, and then they're going to have another one on the pay-per-view that follows it, which you're also not doing that one with me either. But What? Um, yeah, bro, I didn't tell you this. So not only... I mean, you you know about my wife's surgery, but so I'll have a lot going on during that time period. So, you know, yeah, there's a news, people. There's one thing that's happening. Tease the and other peace, part, dog. The other part you don't know about is my uh, father-in-law is not doing well. Uh-oh, pop, pop, no way. Yeah, he's so, you know, I don't, I don't really know how much longer he's got. And um, I'm trying to prepare for the unknown with him. And I'm also preparing for her surgery. So as you listen to this, and there's several Patreon episodes where it's me and Mike Crockett, where Crockett does the clash, and then we're going to do the Beach Blast pay-per-view, me and Crockett. The reason being is because in that one particular week, there's two Saturday nights, a clash, and a pay-per-view, while at the same time, I got my wife's surgery looming above my head, and not knowing what's going on with pop pop so i'm a doctor do you want me to check out your wife for you that's okay uh i don't want to check her out no i'm just kidding come (laughs) on uh you gotta make hey again like we said at the beginning of the show you gotta laugh sometimes as to not (laughs) cry so so here's the good thing about this show if we don't mention any of that to harper he'll never pick up on it and know oh he wouldn't have no idea but but there there is there is literally when when that clash happens within a, I think it's within like a nine day time period, there's a clash, which is two hours. There's a pay-per-view, which is almost three hours. And then there's two Saturday nights, which are almost two hours. I believe I can't remember inside of 10 days. So inside of 10 days, there would be four shows that had to be done. Oh, by the way, doc and I do work for a living. (laughs) So, and, and I got a surgery happening and I'm, you know, just, Thoughts and prayers going on right now a lot for my father-in-law. So there's a whole lot going on. Oh, and by the way, Doc, that would fall the week, I believe, of around Thanksgiving. So Mm. try doing all of that 
dealing with all of that in in, in that little 10 day time period it just so doc's giving me a hard time but there's a reason Let's why we quit uh, doing this shuffled some stuff that? around I would never that. quit. We could just quit I, doing this show. I would like to not quit, but we'll continue. Oh, but you put... didn't say we're not going to. No, we're not going to quit. Let's talk after the show. We could probably quit. So here we go. Uh, WCW Magazine segment after Dr. Death and uh, uh, Terry Gordy win. We got the segment coming up. And Bischoff is on the segment. Gordy and Doc will battle the Steiners for the World Tag Belts at the Beach Bill last pay-per-view. So not only do we have a Lumen's potential second match at the clash in this or, or a second round match in the tag tournament, but they're also going to be wrestling at beach blast. The beach blast one would be for the world tag belts though. All right. The WCW world tag belts. Um, that's just coming up in a few weeks. We get a couple of quick promos from, as we go through the segment where we get Garvin and Hayes. Did you have anything from that? Meh. The promo. It was real quick. They're just talking about, you know, keeping the U.S. tag belts that they have. And then we get a meat and potatoes promo from Sting, which I'm definitely not playing because it's like 20 seconds and there's nothing really there. And then Bischoff throws the footage of Cactus Jack and Van Hammer from the last clash when they were fighting in the horse stables or cow stalls. Can't remember. <laughs> Cactus, after we come out of that, cuts a promo. Trying to get to it, Doc where Cactus wants to know why he's going to be having a non-title match versus Sting at Beach Blast pay-per-view. So this is why I don't like what they did, because we got a clash, and then we got Beach Blast, and there's just a whole lot going on during this time period, which I still don't understand why they just didn't space this shit out. But anyway, let me go to Cactus now, who's going to be talking about his match with Sting that's taking place at Beach Blast. Here that is. Sting, you see, it seems that your 10-gallon ego has finally surpassed your thimble full of courage. You've agreed to sign on the title line with Cactus Jack. And I guess I should be happy, but I'm not. See, where's the title shot? Why is this a non-title match? You tell me, Sting, aren't I good enough for you? Well, I'll tell you what. You won't defend your title, at least defend your honor. I'm on national TV calling you a gutless worm. Show me wrong, Sting! Show me wrong! Cactus Jack and heavyweight champion of the world, Sting, in the match where pinfalls count anywhere on the Gulf Coast. Wrestling fans, this reminder that the latest edition of the WCW magazine... Alright, so before Sting will have another title match versus Vader, he's got Cactus first in a non-title match falls caught anywhere now earlier i said doc sting is being very courageous here you know going up against vader but you know there's a way you can be stupid too by being too courageous in doing a falls count anywhere non-title versus cactus before then you have to deal with vader like three weeks later i think it was so what are your thoughts on cactus and sting i thought cactus was good i hope he uh turns it into a no DQ destructive battle. Uh, I think, I think he may. <laughs> All right. I think he may, but you know, I don't know. I like part of me is, is thinking, man, they're, they're really making sting look courageous. So I think there is something to that, but then I'm also kind of like, man, I don't know. Like is there's, there's a difference between being courageous and, and smart, right? Sure. 
Like, like, okay, let's say you, you your favorite football team and your, you know, your let's say you got a running back and the running back has a a slight ankle sprain. And they're playing a game this weekend, but it's like they're playing in the divisional opponent next weekend. This weekend they're playing an AFC team and they're an NFC team. And next week they got the big rival. It's almost like you're like, why don't you sit this one out, bro? We really going to need you next week. So I'd rather have you at full next week than partial right here and partial next week. So that's why I'm like, there's a difference between being stupid and courageous. Like at some point you gotta, you gotta save the athlete from the stupidity is my analogy. Okay. Now you don't care enough about Sting to care about what I'm saying. I can tell. I'd book him in a handicap matches with everybody. (laughs) You're an asshole. Let's go to the next match. It's Terry Taylor versus Ron Simmons. They have a very nice long TV match. They are eating up some innings here. Lots of back and forth. Uh, every time Simmons appears to be about to take over, Taylor cuts him off like a good heel. I thought these guys really got in here and worked good together. Um, again, very, very, uh, I, I'm going to call it lengthy, but I'm not mad when I say that. They, they're they just eating up some innings for us and having a nice match where Simmons is showing his power. Taylor has to back off, but Pitt Taylor is a good heel. What did you have from this? Any time stamps? At the beginning, Taylor slapping Simmons and then running from him outside the ring popped me. Uh, yeah, 43-14. Okay, I we're coming up was, on it. Damn. Yeah, the power slam. Nobody does a power slam. Well, I don't say nobody. Ron no, Simmons. Don't say nobody. Ron Simmons had one of the better power slams. He gets his wrestling. flowers for that. Jesus, if you don't stop. Bro, you want to know, for a shoot, the things that work me to a shoot have nothing to do with pro sports, college sports, basketball, football, baseball. The The term giving somebody their flowers makes me want to just do uncatholic things. Ooh. As Hopper says, stealing his line. I hate that term. With a passion. Now let's continue. Any other timestamps? No, I. My only thing is when we get to the finish, I don't know. They booked Ron Simmons so strong in the lately that I just don't. And I agree with you. I mean, I wouldn't expect him to go out there and beat Terry Taylor in two minutes. So I'm glad they gave this a little bit of time because that makes sense. I just don't know that Ron needed a schoolboy to get it done, but whatever. Well, Simmons hits Taylor with Taylor's own finisher, but Valentine makes a save on the outside um, when he puts the boot on the rope. Um, they then go for a double team, but Simmons sends Taylor into Valentine, who's on the apron, and then Simmons rolls up Taylor for the win. Um, after the match, Taylor and Valentine both double team Simmons as we go to commercial. I kind of see what you're saying. You're like, they could have done it where the heel accidentally fucks himself and knocks out Valentine, but Simmons still hits his finisher and doesn't do the schoolboy. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he did win, so that's all that kind of mattered. But I know, I know where you're coming from when you say that. Like that's how they had him win. I hear you. Okay. Well, Doc, 
We got to go to some hilarious Oof. shit in our next segment, and I'm playing it. Oh, I'm fucking playing it. Um, the Freebirds recently have won the U.S. tag titles, right? Uh, I don't know. That was in a behind the paywall, so hard to say. Well, they are. I mean, they cut a promo with the belts a second ago. We didn't say it, though. Anyway, Dave Casper is the drizzling diarrhea doo-doo before they throw to the segment, so I'm going to play that part. And you can kind of hear what I mean by him being just like, blah. Let's go now to a feature presentation, Freebird Enterprises. Yeah, mm. here that is. And welcome back, everyone, to TBS and look at a, a video involving the Freebirds and the Freebird Enterprises. When you were playing the NFL, did uh, your coach John Madden have any problems with you guys doing a little moonlighting or doing some other things other than football? The only moonlight we saw was when the bars closed on the way home. Big John said show up and practice and we had to show up to most of the practices and all the games and he liked it. Well, the fabulous Freebirds are very diversified as this video will attest. Good afternoon, Freebird Enterprise. Could you hold, please? Good afternoon, Freebird Enterprise. Could you hold, please? Hi, I'm Eric Bishop. One moment, sir. Good afternoon, Freebird Enterprise. Could you hold, please? Candy, I need these out this afternoon. Okay, thanks. Good afternoon, Freebird Enterprise. Could you hold, please? Candy, I need those albums out immediately. Okay. Good afternoon, Freebird Enterprise. Could you hold? Excuse me, I'm Eric Bischoff with World Champion. Hi, how are you? Great. This afternoon. And what time is your appointment? Jerk. Hey, good looking. Can I help you? Yes, I'm Eric Bischoff. I'm with World Championship Wrestling. I'm here to see Michael and Jim. Cool. What time was your appointment? I didn't have an appointment, but they asked me to meet them here. Yes, could you send security please to the Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't understand. Sorry, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Good I'm Eric Bischoff. I'm sorry. Good I'm with World Championship Wrestling. Could you hold, please? No, sure. I'm me. sorry. Michael and Jimmy asked me to meet them good here. Good afternoon, Freebird Enterprise. Man. Guys, Hello. guys, guys, guys. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait a minute. Is this guy you want to throw down, Candy? That's him. Wait a minute. Michael and Jimmy asked me to meet them here. My name is Eric Bischoff. Sir, I need to see them. I can call reception, sir. That's all I can do. Whatever. Guys, do you mind? Yes, you really? Look at this. this. You don't need to right. do this. Thank you. Seriously. Would you put me down, please? Guys. Eric. It's okay, guys. Sorry, Sorry about, about that. that. Could I help you with something? Yeah, I'm here to see Michael and Jimmy. They asked me to meet them here. Oh, they're not here right now, but I'd be glad to show you around. Since you've never been here before, we'll be back shortly. Right That'd be great. Okay. Come this way. All right, okay, let's thanks. do it. Yes, sir. I, I don't think you understand, sir. We're in Chicago on this day. Yes, I'm sorry, but okay, we just can't you, meet This is the sir, center of it all. This sir. is where we do all concert bookings. Hey, bud, we've told you a hundred times. We can't be in two places. You're going to be out of here tonight. Do you understand that? you got that blank look on your face. And by the way, I hope that's not a personal phone call. Where's Michael's files? I really need Michael's files. What? What is the matter with you? Hi, Eric. How are you doing? It's nice Hi, to see you. Good Did to you see get you. your tour? I certainly have. Well, what do you think? Very impressive. Well, I'm glad Very you impressive. think so. I'm so proud of the boys. They've really been working hard. They're doing a great job. I'm really happy with everything that's going on right now. You should be proud of them. Thank you. Did you get to see them yet? No, I haven't, but I understand that they're Well, I have way. a great idea. Let's go to the boardroom. You and I can sit down and we can have a little chat. And when they're there, we'll get to go and talk to them. And by that time, everything will be fine. I'm really glad we got a chance to talk, Eric, and now we can talk in private, so this will be really nice. And let me know when the boys get here, okay? Please, thank you very much. Okay. Oh, you didn't have Dr. Pepper in the can? Well, you better let him out because he's need for surgery. They're prank calling. How long have y'all been here? <laughs> no, not long, baby. Not oh, long at all. Just, just, just got here. Just, right, Michael? Yeah, just, just got here. Swear. Been, 
making prank calls again. Oh, no, 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 no. You got something for me? No, that's for Michael. Actually, Michael. Oh, the recording contract? How you doing? Yes, but you can take it home and read it. No, I'll sign it now. Okay. Okay, not in pencil, Michael. Stupid, not in pencil. Okay, not in pencil, not in pencil. Hey, Michael and Jimmy. Fine. I want to be one of the first. WCW to congratulate you two on becoming the new United States Tag Team Champions. What a job. Well, man. thank you very much, but you know, we told the people we were going to do it, Eric, and we did it. We're on our way to the World Tag Team titles now. The U.S. Tag Titles that happened last week, we're ready to go, and everything's working according to plan. Yes, it is. And first of all, don't ever, ever be late again to meet us, Daddy, because you know, we said we were going to do something. We shocked the world when Precious reemerged on the scene last week at Wrestle War, and we told people, unless you've been under a rock or living in a cave, the boys from Bass Street still misbehave. Do what we want. Do it at will. And I'm telling you right now, we leave the others like they're standing still. So you take that back to Valentine and Taylor and the rest, because we got more in plan, and always Remember this, I can't say why we do what we do, but we are the free birds and that's our excuse. Names. So we find out that the new United States Tag Team Champions have a woman at the helm, Precious, the CEO of Freebird Enterprises. And we'll be back in just a moment with our big six-man tag team main event. As For what the shit did we just watch? <laughs> I'm not sure. Let's be but clear. It was you absurd. Me. You messaged me about this and said, bruh, Freebird Enterprises? Um, okay, so they got a, a um, I guess, a, a corporate structure to make them a legitimate rock band but we're also ripping off the york foundation and they're doing there's nothing here to make them feel like baby faces I'm trying to yeah. get it all in i don't know what the attempt was here because bischoff shows up they don't know who he is. The phones are ringing off the hook. The security guy on the right looks like a goofball. The one on the left is no prize, sir. Yeah. Um. Get a receptionist who saves Eric from being escorted out by the two goofball that security. That shit was funny when he said he didn't have an appointment and she just turned and asked for security. These girls all dance somewhere, especially the front desk. Yeah. Um. And this scene at the kind of the mid area here, mid reception area, that's exactly what would happen if you had a bunch of gentlemen wrestlers in a corporate environment. Yeah. And, and yeah. Do you have Dr. Pepper in a can? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, finally, Precious, as they're giving Eric a tour, shows up, and Precious then brings Eric into the conference room where the free birds are making prank calls and precious says, come on guys, you're not, you're not making prank calls. Are you? Oh no, no baby. We, we would never do that. And then Hayes precious has a folder with a quote unquote recording contract in it. Hayes is about to sign it in pencil. Precious is like, come on guys, grow up. You got to sign it in pen. 
Uh, I can tell you, and I hope I'm not spoiling things for people. This is short-lived. I mean, yeah, this is short-lived. I don't want to say much else, <laughs> but this is this is short-lived, and this is this is to me like the bad skit you see on modern wrestling today. If we gonna call it down the middle, it's not far off. And I have a love-hate relationship with stuff like this because, A, it's so awful that it almost comes around to being good because, I mean, I'm laughing, and that's better than being mad. Um, but it's, I want – I think that it's time for you and me to go to the shoot job and cut promos on people like Michael P.S. Hayes was here. I agree. That would be fun, but I like you know earning a living, so I can't quite do that. But I'm with you. I really, I, I, I'm kind of told this because, like, so I laugh. Big time rock band that needed security a couple of years ago, and they didn't already have all this infrastructure. Why are we just now <laughs> seeing it? Yeah, I don't know. I, I like. Part of me wants to laugh at this because we, we're the guys who like think stuff like this is funny and cute, whatever. Sometimes. But then the other side of me is like, I have to be realistic. And like we always say, call it down the middle and say, you know, whenever I I watch modern wrestling and they do these terrible skits, I think they're terrible. And, and, and to be honest, this isn't far off. The only difference is, is the people who are in it are quote unquote hall of famers. Um, so I don't know, man, it, it's very just, but it's, it's like bad acting, bad skit. It's, the only thing that's funny about it is, I guess it's how you look at it. If you look at it as a parody, then you can be like, okay, that I get it. That's funny. But if, if you look at it and think that, hey, this is trying to be serious, then it's like, okay, this is bad comedy. But again, the problem is, like, I've seen clips on, like, social media where they do this type of stuff now. And I'm like, this is so dumb. But I'm like, is it because I'm old? And yes. I think it's dumb. That, if I think you have that's to the ask answer. yourself, is this happening because I'm old? Then the answer is always yeah. yes. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm I'm trying to, I want to be fair to this, but also call it down the middle. And I just think this is, it's just absurd. And it's funny though. Like we're laughing. We're, you know, here we are 10 minutes into it talking. About hey man, it. I laughed when Stone Cold opened up his briefcase and it was all beer and he slid beers down the table to people. And he goes, I don't oh. drink beer. You're fired. Or, or another That's... one. Kurt Angle with the little hat. Tremendous. But but like I'm sure there were people who were like in their fifties at that point were like, this is dumb. The key to getting old is to get old without getting old. That's it. You gotta still kind of like laugh at dumb shit. Maybe that's why maybe that's what we need to do when it comes to like modern wrestling. Just like watch it and just laugh at it. But then I feel like I'm betraying something when I do that. <laughs> Cause let's be real. I mean, Smokey Mountain Wrestling was the same way. There's a lot of like skits that we find funny, but okay, I'll give you one. Jim Cornette in the bed with the stuffed animals with the neck brace that on. That was the greatest. And Jimmy, Jimmy Del Rey playing with the stuffed animals on the side. Is I mean, let's call it down the middle. Was that if you were a 48 year old back then? Are you like, this is stupid, but we, we, I think we, when we watch that, we put ourselves in the nineties and we laugh, but 
I mean, was it was that really good TV or or was it just the people in it that we like so we make it good TV? In man, I don't know. I like watching it and that's all that matters. I hear it, you, man. I hooked up with a couple of other buffoons that also like saying? watching similar <laughs> things and we like talking about it for another set of buffoons that apparently like watching it too and like listening to our buffoonery talking about it. Yeah, so it's a triple trifecta of buffoons. We're the buffoons, our listeners are the buffoons with us, and they like to listen to us talk about it like we're buffoons. So we're the big buffoons, the leader of the buffoons, and I love all of it. Yeah, I, you make a great point. That's a that's an awesome point. You hit the triple trifecta. Okay, uh, let's continue because, you know, the way these Saturday nights go is we have uh, two out of three falls at the end. So now we're at the main event. It is Bobby Eaton and Arn Anderson and Larry Zabisco versus Ricky Steamboat, Dustin Rhodes, and Nikita Koloff. Two out of three falls as normal. The match takes up basically half of the episode. We still had half of it to go. Uh, Doc, we just came off of a War Games with not with these guys and a couple of additional participants that aren't in this match. Uh, Austin's not in this. You know, Rude's not in this. So there, there are other things not in this, obviously. But... Um, and Wyndham's the other one who's not in it. That was in War Games. Uh, let me go to you. I have the falls and the timestamps. They they take a little while to work this thing out, obviously for obvious reasons. But uh, I have the falls. But I don't want to skip anything. So what do you have from this and timestamps if you have any before I get to fall one? We do get thirty long minutes to work this thing out, which seems appropriate given the participants, the number of participants, and the quality of the participants. Um, and, and so with that, we get a real slow start. But that's okay because we got a long way to go. I almost I thought they went too long because this was actually longer than war games. That's all right. Nobody's playing like war games. Oh my god. Become a patron, please. You got I mean just the You'll bleed just because by becoming a patron. Right. You'll bleed watching it. it. Okay, so Eaton and Steamboat at the beginning. So smooth. Two of the so greatest. Awesome. Two of the greatest. Hey, you, you, there's an argument to be made that technically and smooth and, and, and from a smooth perspective, that's two of the best to ever do it. Agreed. Like they're they are there's no get up in their hitch. Like it is just continuous motion smoothness. Agree. Two of the best. Yeah. Okay. Now. I don't know if you can get to where we get Larry in the ring, but now that we've watched that that War Games match, I can't see Larry as anything but the old man. The way he bumps? Everything. Dude, I don't I again. I'm trying you not ruined to ruin Larry Zabisco <laughs> at the pay per view and become a patron. Larry Zabisco I don't know what it was at War Games at Wrestle War 2, Wrestle War 92. But Larry Zabisco's bumping, he he for real looks like my grandpa bumping. And and I don't mean that in a bad way cuz he's actually bumping and not just falling on his ass, but for whatever reason in that match, he looked like the old guy at the club still 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 being able to do the dance moves, but he still looks old. Does that make sense? 100%. Like, like he could do all the dance moves, but because he looks old, it it's phenomenal. 
And and I didn't I mean I don't have that note for this match, but yeah, he I can't look at Larry Zabisco. He's just the old guy bumping now. Thanks a lot, Mike. You ruined the living legend for all of us. Tell me those bumps he was taking in war games wasn't hilarious. Okay. Though. They were. They were. Can I get one oh four forty? You can. I got to go to 107.30 for the fall. So 104.30. We're at 104.20. What are we looking for here? I love Arn through this whole sequence here and how he's working. And it's little things that Arn does that always make it um, good. So he shoots Steamboat off. Steamboat ducks the elbow. Look at Arn. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Steamboat tags in Nikita after the shoot-off in – Arn sees Nikita comes in and all of a sudden he's got a headache and backs off into the corner. That's good. He powders. I mean, just little things to work your gimmick, bro. Look at his eyes right there. He's scared as can be. (laughs) Yeah, Arn's great. And he tags in Eaton. He doesn't want no part of Nikita. (laughs) Get it across without having to take a bump. Gee, well, that sounds smart. We go to fall number one. Arn is in there with Nikita kind of working over his neck. Steamboat is tagged in and he comes off the top rope onto Larry Zabisco and Steamboat ends up pinning Larry Zabisco for the first fall. Poor Larry. Um, There's a pattern here. Like I said earlier, maybe Larry Zabisco didn't help his team out at war games. I don't want to spoil it for you if you've never seen it or are going to listen to our review. But um, Larry Zabisco, the old guy at the club, is pinned by Ricky Steamboat one, two, three, and a crowd erupts. So good first fall. The the baby faces are up 1-0. But just remember that Larry took the pin. All right. My next time step is 111.50. Do you have that one, Doc? No. One before it? All right. So the reason I have that one down is they do a triple figure four. Okay. I didn't have the time stamp, but the crowd popped for it. Yeah, so Arn Dustin puts Arn in a figure four, and the heels then come in like they're gonna, you know, save. And then Steamboat puts Bobby Eaton in a figure four, and then Nikita, who I don't know if I've ever seen do a figure four, no. puts Larry in the figure four. And look at the fans. Like the fan look at Pee Wee twirling around. This is great. Let me go to it. Here's the audio. Watch Pee Wee. Pee-wee's like, this is a demolition derby. (laughs) Now, Nikita didn't get him turned the right way so they could all be at the same way, but that's all right. It was good. It was good. Um, I loved it. I love the Pee-wee spinning is is funny. Uh, Rhodes and Eaton are the legal men, so... But it doesn't last long. It it breaks up. But Rhodes and, and Eaton are the legal men. Look at Bobby sell the leg too after he took the figure four. All right, uh, Dustin and it, right here, Dustin and Eaton like a one twelve fifty. Dustin Rhodes and he's dealing on Bobby Eaton, and and they just look great. And especially when Eaton bumps going over the top, that's just great work. Again, two professionals. Dustin's not even long in the business, but he really looks good these days. I didn't give him enough credit back then. Just my thought. Uh, my next timestamp for fall number two is one fourteen forty. Do you have that, Doc? Or you have anything no. before that? Before I go to it. All right. So we go to fall number two. 
Uh, Eaton drops a big elbow on Dustin Rhodes, who's in a ring from the top rope. Paul Lee throws the phone in a ring, but Eaton misses it, and mm-hmm. Rhodes gets a hold of it, and he, guess who he hits with it? Larry Zabisco. Pee Wee sees that, and he DQs Rhodes and his team. So that is now one fall to one fall. Uh, we're tied up. So there's a pattern here. Larry Zabisco caused, Zabisco caused some problems at Wrestle War, as we said. Larry Zabisco took the first fall. And now Larry Zabisco um, gets plastered in the head uh, with the phone. So, yeah. There's a Larry Larry's having a tough day at the office. <laughs> um, but this is good. The, the crowd is into this. Now, at this point, I want to remind people. Last week, Doc said, I don't know if I like this. Like, why are we having war games and then we're doing this? So I'm going to ask you a question when we get to the end of it. Okay. Uh, any other timestamps before I get to 121.20, which is fall number three? No, I have one after that, though. All right, 121.20 is fall number three. So we go to – there's a hot tag to Nikita. And Nikita and Arn are going at it. And Arn, Arn is holding Nikita up so Larry Zabisco can come in. But Nikita – uh, to, to Arn is holding Larry up so so Larry can hit Nikita, but Nikita moves, and Larry Zabisco nails Arn. Nikita then hits Arn with the sickle, and Larry Zabisco once again costs his team the victory. Paulie's pissed. Arn is pissed. They get nose to nose with Larry. Um, Dustin Steamboat and Nikita win, and that's how this thing ends. What timestamp did you have? One twenty one fifty seven. I was just on it, so let's go yeah, back to it. Yeah, I wasn't looking. Watch Larry. What? Larry is lazy here. He's going to put a boot to somebody, and it's not good. Right Maybe here. he's winded. It wasn't that bad. Okay. I've seen worse. I bet. From these, in the mud from shows these. you were working in, I'm sure you did. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen talents that are worse. I was kicking Chris Adams once. And he was on the Uh-oh. ground. He's like, God, he's like, God damn, I can't even feel you. Can you put some more? I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You have that light handshake too, don't you? Nah. No? Don't ever do that. Don't ever do that now. They say it's changed. Like, they just shake hands now. That was like a thing back in the day. But it was funny. Like, if you ever shook Dr. Death's hand and you, like, did it like a handshake handshake, like a, you know, regular grab the hand. God damn, boy. Hope you ain't that, that, that stiff in the ring. He's right. I mean, come on. He told, he told my buddy. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, all right. So, as we're watching it on video, Paulie is berating Larry Zabisco. He's pissed off at him. Um, the heels are not happy with Larry Zabisco these days. So, Doc, last week you said, why are we doing this again after doing war games? Does it make sense to you now after you've seen war games what's happening here? A little bit more, yes. That's what I told you. See, sometimes you got to just let it play out. Well, I don't have a choice. Look at him and Arn going nose to nose. Boy, Arn really yeah, looks pissed. Yeah, Arn is not happy. Oh, I don't Arn. want Arn Anderson looking at me like that. I like when Arn, I, when I listen to his show and he talk about the Dangerous Alliance, he, he, I like when he imitates Larry Zabisco. Yeah, my Larry. It's almost like... <laughs> Go ahead. It's almost like the Jim Barnett. It almost is. is. Arn. (laughs) All right. 
Well, Doc, that's uh, how what, almost how it wraps up because we have one more thing to get to before the, the show wraps up. Before the show wraps up, you know, we got to set up the two out of three falls for next week. So let me go to Dave Casper and Jim Ross for a second, and then let's hear who talks. Tremendous action in that six-man tag team event, and we'll have more of it here next week when you see the great mood to take on Brad Armstrong. Let's hear comments from both athletes. Brad Armstrong. Next week, one of Japan's greatest products, the great Muda, comes to WCW, and I, Brad Armstrong, have the task of taking him on in a two out of three falls. This one is going to be one of my greatest challenges, and I look forward to it. WCW next week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, look forward to uh, so, Doc, I like that Muda cuts the promo in Japanese. Sure, why not? Let's make him a heel. Now, we all know how bad they've done Muda in this promotion. <laughs> but, you know, Muda's back. We'll see how long he stays. I don't think it's too long. But, I don't know, what were your thoughts overall about this very quick promo from these two? I think this is going to be a hell of a match. Yeah. Spot fest. We'll have to see how it goes. But, yeah, I, I just wanted to stress, I really do like that they have Muda cut it in Japanese. I just sure. thought, you know, because people are like, wait, what did he say? And he's still the great Muda. Uh, that's how they go off air. They wrap up the show and send us home. Doc, you know how, you know the drill. Before we get out of here, we got to rate it and hand out the 2-2 two, two award. Uh, before we do that, remember, you can become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Great way to support the show. Get access to all that Patreon gold and so on and so forth. And it's a lot of good stuff. 400 plus Patreon episodes if I can toot my own horn. Toot, toot. All right, Doc, let's rate it. What are you going to rate this episode? It was too long. Yeah. And Casper wasn't friendly. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, har, 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 har. But this was this was a good episode. Yeah, it was. I'm gonna say A. Yeah, I gotta give it an A as well. There was a lot of good stuff. The main event was good. It wasn't the you know as good as you know Austin and Wyndham, but right. I thought they were really good. And there, there just a lot of there was some stupidity in this that. Again, we had that discussion, but I got to give it an A as well. So what are you going to uh, – who gets your toot toot award? Now, that's a great question. Freebird Enterprise? <laughs> They're in the running for the stupidity that they brought up to the table. <laughs> but I'm going to say that anytime Terry Gordy enters your promotion, your promotion is better for it. So I'm going to say Terry Gordy. I feel like him and Dr. Death need to get it. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with both of them. And it wasn't that the match was anything special. It's just that they're here. They're and that gonna, created some excitement for me. They're going to be here for a little while. Uh, and there's something new to them being here. It leaves you with something to look forward to with them in the Steiners. But this was a good show. I mean, Ron Simmons and Terry Taylor was good. Freebirds Enterprises was funny. 
Maybe not good, but it was funny. And then the main event, which is half of the episode, was actually good. And it did... I, we always talk about storylines. It did continue the story. And I think that's the, the part that needs to be appreciated. You know, we kick them when they pivot and do stupid stuff. But they're being consistent. And this was good because this was filmed before War Games. But it continues the story of what we saw at War Games. So I think there's... I think there's something to what we see here. And and when we saw him and Larry Zabisco and Paul Lee arguing a few weeks back, you know, give him credit for the continuity. So good episode. All right. Larry's time in to trouble. get out. of. What's that? Larry's in trouble. Oh, man. Uh, I think Arn, maybe we should save this for another episode. But I think Arn has talked about. You know, maybe not being the time to break up the dangerous alliance, but we'll see if that's what happens. We got to see what happens. Yeah. All right, Doc. So any other closing thoughts before we jump on our Kawasaki mule and ride off into the sunset? I believe that our business here is complete. It's done today. Yes, I agree. We are. um, Yeah, I think our business is done. It's about time Uh, for you and I to go our separate ways. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Harper says when he doesn't go to church. I got shit to do today, bruh. All right, right. Well, we're going get to out, get out of here. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, look, these Twitter algorithms ain't in our favor these days because we're not, you know, I think you're supposed to pay for a blue check and I'm not paying Elon Musk nothing. So please, be, you know, go to our social media on Twitter. Retweet the shows. I can't ask you to do that more. It just helps with the visibility. Rate the show. Dude, you're going to kill me. I got a five-star review. I didn't read. I just realized it. Can I read it real quick? Let's save it because people may have tuned out and we want to get that person the the maximum audience. So let's, uh, let's table to next week. So yeah. young, young Samson nine zero six two on podcast attic. I got you next week, man. Thank yeah, you. Very much. There you go. It'll it'll be red next week, but uh, the person definitely. Did you say it'll be star. red next week. Red next week. Oh, thank you. I'll, I'll I'll give a tease. He mentions salty Harper is the best. It always is when you get a <laughs> when Harper stops no selling life and gets into things. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. So we're gonna get out of here, but retweet the show on Twitter when you see it. I don't care if they call it X now. I call it Twitter. His mama called him Clay. I'm gonna call him Clay. Remember that bit from uh, Coming to America? It's from Coming to America. I'm quoting a movie. Uh, it's called Twitter. Please retweet it when you see me post the shows on Facebook. Share it. That helps greatly as well. And again, if you're listening on YouTube, hit the subscribe and the thumbs up button. It's greatly appreciated. I think it's time. Why don't you hit the tagline? Let's roll. Book it, bitch.